This is Agents Influence Podcast. It's the people in this industry that truly care about not only insurance, but also about the relationships and getting other people in this industry that make us different. You wouldn't do a podcast if you didn't care about other people. If all you cared about was the bottom line and your clients, then you wouldn't be doing any of this stuff. So I really truly believe that it is the type of person that is in this industry that makes it what it is and has made it what it is today with all of these podcasts and connections and relationships and sharing and masterminds. I'm getting goosebumps because it's such a great industry. I'm Jason Cass, and we're going to help you think differently, change your agency, change your finances, change your family, and in the end, we're going to change an industry. Let's go. Hey, 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 loyal listeners, welcome to another episode of Agents Influence Podcast, conversations with who? Me, Jason Cass, and today you know that I bring on the best. You know, sometimes when I tell these guests, and I didn't tell this to her, but I tell them, they say, what are we going to talk about? And I say, we're two insurance professionals meeting at a local establishment, maybe drinking a cold, refreshing beverage, talking about insurance. That is what this is about. That's why we call it Agents Influence Conversations with who? Me, Jason Cass. Today we have Miss Ash Fitz on, Ashley Fitzsimmons, but Ash Fitz is what she goes by. People are like, who's Ash Fitz? Never heard of this girl. Wait, if I say the Beyonce of insurance. Oh, people are like, I get it. I know who you have on. Jason, what the hell do you use that name Ash Fitz for? It's Beyonce. So Ash Fitz, welcome to Agents Influence. Thanks so much for having me on today. And I wish I really did have a cold beverage right now in my hand. That'd be fantastic. We both do have a hot, you know. Mm-hmm. I don't know about you, but I'm a Sp- Starbucks guy. Uh, you know, it's 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 one of my things. Uh, I usually go from about May 1st-ish to around the end of September-ish with the cold coffee. And then I break over into the hot coffee. Do you separate or you stay consistent the whole year? I'm pretty consistent the whole year with hot. Although the other day I went down to the coffee shop in the basement of our building here and some lady got this like white mocha caramel iced drink and it just looked Mm -hmm. amazing. Mm. I had it. Thought I was mm. going to be on the floor with like a heart attack because my (laughs) heart was racing so quickly, but I survived (laughs) and it was absolutely worth it. People don't understand. That's the secret to Cass and his podcasting. I only do it at eight or nine in the morning on Tuesdays, Thursdays, or Fridays. People try to get me to do it in the afternoon, and uh, I'm like, I can't drink Starbucks again in the afternoon. I mean, I got to do it in the morning, and like you, you're you're ready to go rock and roll, hoochie coo. So really quick, Ash, I want to get through this because you've been on before, um, and you know the reason I wanted to bring you back is we have so many new listeners. I mean, at this time last year, we had like three to 4,000 downloads a month, which is great, Right. But today we're up to 18,000 a month. And, the, and what that means is, is downloads don't mean beep. Downloads mean impact. When people are listening to more and sharing it, that means that we're changing lives, changing families. And in the end, we're going to change an industry. So that's why I, I really wanted to bring you back on because you were on two years ago or something like that. And so like people were those, you know what I mean? These people weren't even here. So I'm really excited that they're going to get to know you. You an iPhone or you a droid user? I'm an iPhone user. I do my normal. I'm going to get a sound effect so I don't have to do it every time. Wah, wah, I was going to say, I heard your side. I heard your side there. 
Now, you know what, Ash? I was I was doing a podcast with uh, Carlos Vargas on Tuesday, and as soon as he said iPhone user, he did the wah, wah, wah. Oh, I my said, gosh. Oh, you're a loyalist. There. I love it. I love it. I love it. Uh, do you love to win or do you hate to lose? Hate to lose. Really? That's yeah. it? I'm very, I'm super competitive. I don't, I don't, I really don't like losing. I mean, obviously mm -hmm. I think that makes me love to win, but I just, I really don't like losing and I'm probably a very sore loser. Ah, sore but loser. But I don't really know because I don't often lose. You know, oh, hey, yeah, pal. You know, now here, it's just a very good point there. What you say is, is that you're a sore loser. I guess someone could determine that to be whether or not they love to win or hate to lose, right? Because there's a lot of people who aren't so sore losers. They're just like, hey, I didn't win, right? But man, I tell you what, I'll act like a damn idiot when I win. I mean, I will. I don't, I'm not a sore loser, but I will act, get crazy because I'm so excited that my preparation got me to where I am, but I don't learn anything. So that's why I think that the love or the hate to lose is just as, as good. Help. Loyal listeners are mad at me right now. I forgot the question like I always do. What's the last app you downloaded there? Um, I downloaded a Dyson app on my phone because I got an air purifier and I want to track. I'm such a nerd. I want to no, track not. the different levels of air quality in my apartment because my dog has been having really bad allergies. It's just part of the earliness of the IOT, baby, right? That's what I say all the time. It's the Internet of Things. We love to measure things. And we're going to talk about that with some of the stuff that you're doing there for uh, your job, your association with some of your data that you collect. Data is so fun. Yeah, it, I'm it really serious. is. It really is. And sometimes there's data out there. You're like, well, I don't know how I'm going to use this right now. But okay, you know, we're going to find something later that we can do. But it's so fun to see your wins, to see your losses, to see your successes, your failures, right? And sometimes it just to be, I, I say this all the time. My buddy Wesley Anderson said it so good. He said that, Cass, the difference between the, the difference between the way that I make decisions as a data guy versus a lot of agency owners in there is they make it by the way that their gut feels or how they felt when they got up out of bed, right? Mm -hmm. I make decisions based on what the data says. Now, data has a hard time being human, but boy, I tell you what, it will be right more than sometimes the way that those humans think mm -hmm. about the way things are going. I mean, we've got a great gut, right? We are somehow we're processing data and we're pretty good at it, right? Holy cow, look at that big ass bear running at me, you know, processing that data like I didn't get the hell out of here. Actually, they say you're supposed to stand there. Ash Fitz, could you do that? No, I wouldn't Seriously. stand there. I don't, don't want to run. I mean, I'm going to be honest. I know I'm not supposed to do that. We're but like, to. What, what, what do you do? I, I, I don't I, know. I'd rather take I, my chances. There's people that like tell the story of the bear stopping. But I don't think there's many people <laughs> telling the story of outrunning the bear. Exactly. Right? But I'm with you. I mean, this big ass grizzly bear is running at me. <laughs> I'm not, not going to stand there and look it in the eye. This is terrible that we bring this up, but I've read these stories and these are the things we think about, right? We're like, oh, damn, could I do that? And then they show the guy who did run and he was the one. Oh, that actually there was a guy who stood there and took pictures of the bear as it's coming to him and they just found the camera. So, you know, maybe that's not perfect. Yeah. I climb a tree. I look for a tree. I know they can climb trees, but I'd be kicking down. You know, I just I'd just be kicking down. I try to, to find something to the, like to throw at it. I Bro. don't know. I don't. I'm gonna get stressed out thinking about it. I just had to. I know, do, but I, just I did love this with alligators the other day when we were when I was in Hillenhead. I'm like, all right, well, Ooh. how fast do I have to outrun an alligator? And the whole thing about zigzagging, not true. I googled it. 
Really? Yes. Did it actually chase you? Do you said or you? Were no, I, I was about just thinking it. about it because like gotcha. I would lose a golf ball by the water, and I don't want to lose my golf balls, so of course I'm going to risk going over there and getting it. So, so I googled it, and no, you don't have to run in zigzags on land. They can only run up to 11 miles per hour, so you just mm-hmm. have to outrun them for like 30 yards, and you're golden. You know, and I was in Florida last week and they were telling me about the same thing with alligators. And they say the reason why this guy was telling me it made sense. He hates snakes. He hates a lot of things. He says, I don't hate alligators because if I'm playing golf, I know what it's going to do. I know it has to turn this way. It's going to take a while and I can outrun it. And he's exactly. like, so those don't scare me. Snakes, he said, scare the crap out of me because I have no idea where they're going to go. And they go really fast, you know, yeah, those are gross. Uh, that's that's right. Now now see now I'm getting stressed out. So there's two things in the world that have got you where you are, Miss Beyonce. What is it, skill or luck? I'm gonna say skill. It's skill that I didn't know that I had, and it was the luck aspect of things that made me realize I need to speak up more. Come on now. Come on now. I love that. I love that a lot. Excuse me. No reason this is not an yeah, this is not an edit in the podcast where I have to leave five seconds for her to cut it. That's just me just, wow, I like that. You know, I ask that question so many times, I get pretty much the same answer, but that was a little different. So good for you, Ash Fitz. Hey, loyal listeners, that's just what we're getting ready to bring. Ash Fitz, take us back to college. Bring us forward to tell you where you are now. Yes, I'll do this super quickly since I know probably a lot of people have already heard this multiple mm-hmm. times. I um, could. Graduated college, started in the family agency on July 5th. Uh, it's an agency up in northeastern Pennsylvania near Scranton. Um, just, <laughs> and I know everybody loves Scranton. Well, it's 11 6 today, folks. Loyal listeners, just for all, it's 11 6, two days after election, three days after election. I was going to say, Go I forgot. Now everybody's probably thinking Biden instead of the office. Please don't associate <laughs> me with that. Just the office. That's what, that's what Scranton is. Um, so anyway, started in the family business. It was perfect timing. Somebody was retiring. They said, just help us get through the summer. And if you like it, awesome. If you don't, there's no pressure whatsoever. I'll spare you all the, the details, but I ended up absolutely loving it. I loved being in the office, being with my family, um, just the insurance industry in general. And nine years later, I found my voice. I found that people, for whatever reason beyond me, want to listen to what I say, which still blows my mind to this day. Um, You know, I'm not reinventing the wheel with anything that I'm saying, but I think that I say things other people want to say and they're too afraid to say out loud. So Mm -hmm. I like to be that voice for the little guys. Um, And that caught the attention of the CEO of the Ohio Insurance Agents Association at a conference in Pennsylvania. We started chatting and I realized that I could use my voice to help not only my clients, but also members on a larger scale. So I took a little detour temporarily, um, and I'm here at OIA helping out um, agents thrive, and not only in Ohio, but across the country. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. And so you said something there. Um, You said after that, you loved the insurance industry. I forgot to write my notes. So I just opened up my thing to write notes and I forgot what you said there because you said something that I wanted to um, grab on. So this is the greatest industry God has ever created, right? I mean, it really truly is. It blows my mind. Like when I tell my friends what I do for a living, they get to see my free time see where I came from to where I am now, to see the type of family we are. And I'm just saying, a lot of them lost their jobs right now. My top, my top, my three best friends have all lost their jobs. And one of them would really be good, but 
you know, they associate what we do is sitting here and selling auto and home policies. And it's like, we don't even do that. I mean, we do, but that's like, part, that's like a system now, you know, and we're, we're, and we have so much fun. And then what you and I are doing right now, you know, I, I think that there's a lot of industries out there, but I've said this before, Ashford's think of the power of what Bradley and Scott do and what insurance town does and what Hanley does and insurance do everybody out there. We're making it to where, when we go to conferences, we're not going to walk by somebody and say, I don't know who they are or just ignore them. I mean, people are going to be like, Hey, I don't remember your whole story, but I think you were on Hanley's thing. We tell you talked about so-and-so, you know, changed my agency. And I think that that is an amazing thing. Some of the stuff that you're doing, you've started recently your own podcast. Am I right about that? Yeah, I've been on a couple in the last uh, couple weeks. But haven't you started your own or I'm oh, wrong Oh, no, I didn't about start that? my own. Okay, I'm sorry. You've just been on so many lately that that I, yeah. So um, you've been on Power Producers Podcast. How yep. about those guys? They um, crack me up. Dude, they're so good. They're so good. And I think they said, I was talking, I said, David, dude, I'm doing Ash Fitz. I said, we got to start comparing people. He said, Cash, he's not coming out until probably January. He's, uh, that's him. He's a hard worker. So he plans like yeah. two, three years, out, three, two or three months. I'm about two or three weeks. So producers podcast, I mean, the way that they kind of go about sales um, is a little bit different, right? The way that we today as an industry are sharing information with each other, I don't know. Does the nursing industry have a bunch of podcasts and they're like sharing all their secrets of how they do the best, like, you know, needlework or something, you know, what do you think? I don't I mean, think so, but they really should because last time I had to go for blood work, I thought I was going to come out with half an arm missing. You don't have a, uh, you don't have veins. No, I've got great veins. I've been told by every person I've ever had blood work done that oh I've got gosh. great veins. And this lady's like, Mm, you have spider veins. I'm like, well, maybe you need glasses because I've never heard that in my life. And I hate with a person that has a needle in their arm and we're telling them, hey, maybe you need glasses. So that's not very comforting. Yeah. Good call there. Um, but it's just amazing this industry we're in. Why do you think this is? What is different about our industry that, that makes it this way? I really you have I think any idea down to the people. I know that. I mean, I know every industry has good people and innovative mm -hmm. people, but I mean, we are in an industry that again is not sexy to begin with. And there was a group of people that recognize this. I mean, I'm sure there's been people for years recognizing this, but I mean, mm -hmm. if you think about it, the first three or four years I was in this industry, I really didn't have a click. I didn't really like, you know, expand to meet other agents. I didn't know it existed, but then, good you point. know, you learn about, agency nation and then i learned about hanley and then i met hanley and i met sid and it was just like a a tumbleweed like boom, boom, boom. going from there and i mean it's just it's the people in this industry that truly care about not only insurance but also about the relationships and getting other people in this industry that make us different you know you wouldn't do a podcast if you didn't care about other people if, we, if all mm -hmm. you cared about was the bottom line and your clients then you wouldn't be doing any of this stuff um, right. So I really, truly I'm believe that it is the type of person that is in this industry that makes it what it is and has made it what it is today with all of these podcasts and connections and relationships and sharing and masterminds. I mean, it's just I'm getting goosebumps because it's such a think, great industry. Think about this as well. As you're talking about this, you're making so much sense that I haven't really thought about. Let's let's digest this here a little bit. So think about the power of what it's done for minorities and specifically women. Because. 
here's the deal. I don't necessarily think that when you listen to, I'm going to use this as I'm going to take it out of our industry for a minute. And you listen to the fact that when professional football teams are hiring coaches, at least two minorities have to be interviewed, not hired. That to me is that's too much, but to have them in the room and, and get interviewed, guess what started happening? We started having black and minority coaches. Podcast has done the same thing, specifically with the women. Back in the day, the associations were how we networked and how we got together. And traditionally, women have had to fight to be on that, let's say, executive committee. They were already always given things, but it was very, very tough for them to elevate. And now I think that there's people like yourself and stuff that are out there who are able to be seen. And as the CIEO of the CEO, excuse me, of Ohio did, reached out to you and was like, wow, your voice and elevated you to a position that I think you could have gotten in the past. But let's be honest, 20, 30 years ago was a lot different, right? It just really, really was. You and I weren't, I mean, we were little. But I'm just saying from what we see is that glass ceiling. I almost don't feel as if there's a glass ceiling anymore in the industry, even though I know there is. I'm not being naive. I'm just saying that it feels less there today. What would you say about that? It's it's definitely, it's still there, but 100%, it is less there. Um, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And I think it's so important to say to women now that maybe still feel like that glass ceiling is really holding them back to just speak up. Like it's so important. If you want something, you need to go and ask for it. You might have somebody that is, you know, is stuck in their old ways and you think, well, they'll never go for that. You don't know unless you go and ask for it. If you want something and you're not happy where you are, go and do it. And I have my case in point right here. My first, I tell this story all the time. Sorry, I'm going to tell it again, but it's so important to me. Three years into the agency, you know, again, I didn't know what our association did in Pennsylvania. Um, I just thought it was for education, how I got my license, that kind of stuff. And a, an executive management conference was coming up. And I said, Dad, I want to go to this. I don't know what it is. I want to go. I want to get out of the office. I didn't belong there. I was not executive management. He goes, yep, I'll let you go. They're good people in the association. Mm -hmm. I went, I walked into the cafeteria, not the cafeteria, walked into the um, stage, the keynote of the first day. And I felt like a seventh grader walking into the cafeteria of the seniors lunch on accident with like my heavy backpack, but I had a purse that had 90 pounds of stuff in it. And of course I look around the room and it's all, you know, older gentlemen, it's all agency owners. And then there's one table of women and I look over there, I immediately gravitate towards them and they all look at me, look me up and down and then turn their heads. And I'm like, oh, okay, this is how it's going to go. So, I mean, I have no shame. I made friends and it was great and I had a good time, mm -hmm. but I thought that was my first experience with women in the insurance industry. And it was not a good one. Mm -hmm. We need to be helping one another and taking one another under our wings and not be, um, you know, threatened by another woman using her voice. If somebody else mm -hmm. is standing up and using her voice, awesome. Give her a high five. If somebody new mm -hmm. is on the scene, we should be liking their posts and commenting and telling them they're doing a great job, not saying, oh, who's this person coming on now? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I just think it's super important that if you are a woman and you're not happy where you're at or you have an idea or, you know, you really love insurance and want to do something more, just step up and say something. That's all that yes. you take. The worst that can happen is they say no. And then maybe that's not the right fit for you in the, in the first place.
And so many avenues are there today, right? Think of 20, 30 years ago. How was you supposed to, as a minority or woman, to get your voice out, right? I mean, I guess you had to be like on TV or something or get interviewed by some major magazine for people to go, oh, wow, she's impressive or they're impressive, right? Today, you don't have to say anything. You can sit down and just write blogs. Yep. Ash Fitz, that, that's a big part of you. You know what I mean? You were a big blog writer. It got you out there for people like me to be like, hey, who is this person? I like these articles that, that they're writing. Video is a way. Podcasting is a way. Speaking is a way. And all those things are so needed and wanted today. Um, I really was not planning on this being um, part of the podcast. So let's let's do switch. That was really, really, you got some got me thinking in some of those things because in the ways that we are caring and sharing as an a industry, not only to better our own businesses, but we're also giving power to others in the industry that are going to able to shed light on things that allow us to move forward, progress, and think differently. And so I think that that's awesome. Good for you. Ash, let's flip swap over to what you do. So you work for, I always mess up their name, uh, the I I uh, Ohio Insurance Agents uh, Association. What yep, is that? OIA, Ohio oh, Insurance uh, Agents Association. Well, I pretty much hit it. So thank you there very you much. Go. But everybody makes fun of me because I have a hard time saying A or I-A-O-A-C. I say They're that. I usually say I O A. I can't keep on top of them all. It's like, what's up with that? That's why... I tried to do it smart. Agency intelligence, AI, it's simple, it's easy. you know? Yeah. Even if you forget and you're like awesome insurance, I'm like, yeah, that's who we are. We're awesome insurance, AI. That's what I, I think that'd be a good podcast. So you, right now you got stolen away. What did the CEO see in you? Not so much in you, but what was their plan when, when he reached out to you, what was the reasoning and where are you now? And what are you doing there? Yeah. I kind of, I joke about this every now and then I kind of think that they, saw potential in me, but didn't know exactly where they needed me. So they just hired me and said, we'll figure it out. Um, Sometimes that's good. So I've definitely for the last year kind of been a floater. Everybody jokes that I can't stay in my own lane, which I can't because I'm, I'm the first person to jump in and help with anything, whether it's marketing or data or stuffing envelopes. I just love helping in general, which is also a little bit of a downfall of mine because I tend to, I don't know what the word no means. I always say yes. And God bless her. My manager, Judy, always says, I told you to say no. She's like, I'm going to kill you. I told you to say no. I'm like, I know, but I really just, I had to help. If I didn't do it, nobody else would. That's right. So I'm working on that because it does affect my stress levels. It's tough. Yeah. It's tough. So, um, so, you know, for the last year, I was, I was, had my hands in a lot of different projects, consulting, helping agencies, you know, with some marketing pieces if they needed that. One of my biggest things was creating IA Circle, which was um, basically like confidential mastermind groups that were held in person for agencies in Ohio. So there were groups of six to eight okay. people. Um, they were going to be future Good agency idea. leaders. But then we expanded that into creating women's groups as well. So I've got three oh, okay. women's groups up and running as well. And we're going to incorporate more in the future once COVID stops putting a damper on things. Because I find that with these particular groups in Ohio, um, it's really important to have that first in-person meeting because that's where, you know, we go out to dinner. We do, we obviously do work, but then we go out to dinner, they bond, they get to know one another and they become, you know, their people that they rely on. So I don't want to really implement new groups until we can get at least one in-person meeting. But um, wow. I've transitioned lately. Uh, back in March, I've transitioned over to the director of education here at OIA. So kind of rebuilding the entire uh, program here. 
That's a tough one, right? Because there's so many, there used to be hardly anywhere for you to get your education and the associations were seen as that guiding light. And now there are other places to get that. So what are, just not giving away, but what are some of the things that you're doing you think that is going to kind of help? Besides, I think the mastermind part is is education. There's no oh, one absolutely. better to learn from than, is, than, than each other. Any other ideas you have? Yeah, I'm completely revamping the customer experience when it comes to education. Uh, Ooh, I think nice. that that's going to play a huge role in things. I'm revamping my strategy or the strategy that we had here on who we're contacting, because I think that there are a lot of times that our emails get lost in maybe the main contact of a very large agency, and it doesn't trickle down. So I'm strategizing on who's the main contact there, how can I reach them so I can get all of our information to everybody else mm -hmm. that's below, because there's just one company in particular that I believe has probably over 250 employees in Ohio, and I keep getting an email saying, so-and-so referred me to you and said she loved the class. So I'm like, all right, I'm missing the mark here somewhere. How do I get mm -hmm. to all of these people? Mm -hmm. um, Good also, thinking, you know, Ash. group group courses. We don't have to do an in-person group course. I can do an I can do a virtual in-house course for somebody. So I'm just trying yep. to think of different ways that we can get out there. And again, I can't say no to people and I take too much on. I'm going to try to create some of my own new content that will get qualified for CE. So, you know, we can have some fresh new topics because that's sometimes a struggle in this industry. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And you have a lot of experts there in Ohio. Um, who are good insurance agents that know that stuff inside and out just always still blows my mind that ohio is one of those monopolistic states that you they have to buy their workers comp through the state it just is like i mean that is a huge i mean that's like what we do right we do workers comp and then we come in with the rest of it like i and, and it's also such a big part of our book so yeah. it's just like wow that's interesting not to be able to uh capture that that uh, that revenue. So anyways, um, so now I wonder though, there's this thing with data that you're really kind of doing. You came and talked to the mastermind. It was before COVID, wasn't it? I think it was. I think maybe right when it was happening. Right. Maybe it was in yeah, January. I think it was right. Man, I can't remember. Wow. I think it was about then. And so tell the mastermind members were very fascinated with this. It's kind of at the beginning stages, but I think you're picking up steam. Tell, tell the loyal listeners about what you've got going on. Yeah, absolutely. So OIA has a company that we created called Intel Agents. And what Intel Agents is, is a data-driven company that'll provide insights to independent agents based on the information that they provide us about their book of business and their agency. Mm -hmm. um, what I love about this report is that for the 10 years that I was in my agency, I always said, Dad, there's got to be a report out there that just cut and dry, very plainly, simply puts, this is what the guy down the street is paying his employees. This is These are the benefits they're giving. Here's how his book of business is split up. Like there's got to be something out there. And he's like, well, you can all, you can look into um, the Reagan's bed. Reagan's bed yeah. right. Which is That's what everybody says, which is great. Don't get me wrong. It's a great report mm -hmm. and you can find a mm -hmm. ton of value in there because the, you know, there's Absolutely. stuff in there about marketing and things like that, but they use 250 agencies across the United States. I looked into the agencies that were in Pennsylvania that participated. One of them was a good friend of ours and he was probably a hundred times the size of us. So, you know, it's awesome that he participated, but it's apples and oranges. And if the guy in California is a mirror image of our agency in Pennsylvania, size wise and, and you know, how they run things, it doesn't matter because they're totally different products. So mm -hmm. Reagan's best practices is a great report, but it doesn't tell you what the guy down the street is doing. And OIA and Intel agents recognized the gap there and built something for the agents 
that will tell them what the guy down the street is doing. And it's called our real numbers. Right. Real numbers. Um, I've said this for a while. Reagan, uh, um, best practices. I, we buy it, um, pay the fee and we put it, uh, inside of the mastermind. I mean, we, 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 I, uh, we support that. I want agents to know, but it's the only thing I have, right. That allows us to say, Hey, if you're a million and a half or below or whatever, I mean, there's a, I think it's 1.25 million, I think might be the cutoff yeah. or something. And I mean, or below there's a difference between a three or $400,000 agency revenue agency and a $1 million agency. I 100%. mean, it's nine eight. Yeah, that's right. There's a little bit of extra cash in the agency to, uh, to maybe buy and do extra things at a million. There's not at 400,000. So I think that that is very, very important. And I think where I like where you're going though, as well, and this is where Reagan's going to have to uh, morph is it's, it's, is it's, yeah, that's cool. That, Cass has 800,000 and this dude has 800,000 and this is how they're doing that. That's not important to me though. Um, because snowflakes, um, uh, I always say that and I shouldn't use that word when I talk to this cause that's become a negative way, but, um, fingerprints, every agency is its own, right? What are those behaviors of those clients that you're dealing with? And let me match those with the behavior of my clients. And then I can say, wait a minute, we're the same revenue. We have the same type of client. Why is it taking me three times longer to do something than them? So it's the behavior of the client helps me determine the behavior of my staff that gives me the real data that I need to drive the difference between me and that $800,000 agency. And, and not just to be put them out of business. I mean, you're not going to when they're that size, but to get better and learn from each other. That's what competition exactly. is. Exactly. And if you can't, uh, that's that's what kills me the most about this industry is that I, I feel like I took this from somebody. I want to say maybe it was Brad Flowers when we were talking one day, but he said, mm -hmm. he said, you know, just go outside on the street and look left and look right. There is enough business out there for everyone. Everyone can be an insurance agent. So if mm -hmm. you're not realizing that and recognizing that and recognizing the fact that working together will make you bigger and stronger, that you're not in constant competition. Don't get me wrong. There's the handful of agents out there that ruin it for everybody. Okay. Ignore them, but don't put your guard up to everybody then share right. and get better together. Don't, don't try to do this on your own. You don't have to do it on your own. Ash Fitz, and something we were talking about a minute ago is why agents share and how our industry is different. Let's think if you are, are a wholesaler to restaurants, right? That you you wholesale vegetables and napkins and stuff like that. You don't really want to share with the other wholesalers around because those guys have big territories. And if they find out how you're getting in restaurants better than somebody else, they may be like, well, dude, now he's going to go take my clients or the guy next to there, right? I can see a sense of competitiveness that does that. Why? Because a town may only have 10 restaurants. Going back to what you just said, that town that has 10 restaurants has 10,000 homes in it, right? I mean, now it's like we don't have enough insurance agents. So, I mean, really, at the end of the day, because State Farm and Allstate have way too much of a market share. Anyways, we'll get off that. But anyways, that 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 see, seriously. So because of that, um, my buddy Wesley Anderson says it again, Cass, it's not this or that. It's this and that. Like, there's not a scarcity. You know, we don't have to be scared of telling somebody else something there's enough business out there. So that kind of falls exactly. back to that, doesn't it? And hey, mm -hmm. if you're if you're losing business to somebody, you're doing something wrong. Hello, loyal listeners. Hey, are you a local agent struggling to find markets for your client? Maybe you, maybe not. 
Look no further than Nation Brokerage Solutions. With over 200 carriers, their comprehensive options give you what you need for your customers' ever-changing needs. With NBS, as they say it in the cool world, you can confidently offer a wide range of options to better support your customers and grow your business, A.K. agency. Don't settle for less. Do more with NBS. For more information about Nationwide Brokerage Solutions, visit nbsbrokerage.com. Cast certified. Good point. Either and and maybe point. maybe you did everything absolutely right and somebody's still leaving, then that client wasn't meant to be your client to begin with. So that's why if you, you know, if I have Ashley Fitzsimmons insurance and a client is leaving me and they said, "Hey, you know, I'm going I'm going to Jason Cass insurance. I want to be friends enough with you that I can call you and say, "Hey Jason, help me out here. What did I do wrong? Why did I lose this client? I want to use that lost client and use your knowledge mm-hmm. to figure out why they're leaving." Or if Jason Cass is client is coming to me, I'm going to call Jason and say, hey, Jay, so-and-so is not happy. You might want to just take a look at things. I'm not going to take this Mm -hmm. until you look at it. And maybe you say, you know what? I don't want them anyway. Let them go with you. We didn't match up for communication Uh, style or something. Everybody you shouldn't have went here. Bet you shouldn't have went here. I'm big on this. And the reason is, is this is the difference. If we want to be professionals, we need to act like professionals. If you're a doctor and that person doesn't fit what you do, you refer them to another doctor. That's why they're seen as professionals. When we answer the phone and say, we can help you with all your insurance needs, and, and it's, it doesn't make it any different. How much respect does the community have? They say, hey, go talk to Cass because he's going to tell you one way or another way he can do you. And then here's the difference. If you're not preferred homeowners and you're not a large whale client, we tell you that on the phone, right? Like there's going to be somebody else for you. It's also one of the reasons why Erie insurance agents are so good. You know, Erie insurance agents, Erie will not accept broker of records unless I call the other agent and say, hey, I have a client here. They say that they want to be with me. And usually it has to do because they moved, right, from one town to the other. It's not because they're mad at the other Erie agent. That's like never it. But they'll, and, and I have to then call the agent. The agent will then release it and go into his system and release it over to my account. It's never a problem, but it's what Erie makes us do. Erie says, if you want the agent of record, you guys deal with each other. And in a way, I kind of like that. And me and my brothers, me and my Erie brothers, we see each other once or twice a year and I've lost some agencies to them or company uh, policies. I've gained some, you know, that's an interesting concept. It makes us professionals. Right. And you're not going to go and and point the finger at them and say, oh my God, I can't believe you took my business. You're going to learn from that. You're going to figure out, okay, you know, like you said, if somebody moved, you can't help that, whatever it happens, happens. but you're not going to go and blame that person and that agent and be rude to them, you're just going to move on and you're going to keep that relationship strong and be able to- Do you know how many customers have left my agency pissed off because we did something wrong? And you know how many times they were right? A lot, you know? Is, is there a lot of times, very rarely are they wrong. They just didn't understand the way that the concept went. But I also don't believe that customers are always right because I've been a customer and I've been wrong many times and I press my advantage of being that customer. So sometimes we have to think about that. Sorry, Ashford. I, I could go way off. I no. want to jump back okay. to something you said. You've got me fired up back. on this now. Come on. you got something to throw. Throw it out. No, I was just going to say, you know, you said okay. how how many times people have left pissed and that, you know, they they thought that you did something wrong. But again, spin that to, to think 
think of it this way. They thought you did something wrong. So what didn't you communicate with them in the beginning? So it's Thank like you. you just everything in this. And I don't know, I hit I hit the age of 30 and I feel like my viewpoints just changed into the way things are supposed to be. And like, I get it now. If I'm mad about something, there's something deeper inside that is making me mad about that. So if I'm mad that somebody didn't do something right, why am I mad about it? Did, you know, is it something that I could have helped? Could I have prevented that? So it's like, just mm -hmm. stop getting so frustrated over shit and just start figuring out how you can learn from it. That's right. That's right. That's right. Once again, uh, love to win or hate to lose. If you hate to lose, learn. That's what it's for, you know? Um, so going back that something that you said about, you know, that agency and comparing that data and you have this agency down the road and how can we get better and stuff. And as you said, going back to what you just said, if we're there, how do we get better, right? How do we? And, and I think there's some things that we can do. And one of the things I haven't talked about in a while with the loyal listeners, like to get your thought on this, is a, is a concept called digital Darwinism. I have a whole presentation that I haven't done this in like a year or two. And digital Darwinism, just like Darwinism says things, there's really, really one word I want everybody to pay attention to here. When he says digital Darwinism, he says digital Darwinism is the evolution of consumer. By the way, this is Brian Soy Soylo Soyos. Oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm forgetting his name. I apologize. Okay, I'll, I'll get it. Anyways, I didn't come up with this. That's the point. Digital Darwinism is the evolution of consumer behavior when society and technology evolve faster than your ability to adapt. It didn't say faster than your ability to change. It didn't say you're faster than transformation. It said your ability to adapt. Why that has a lot to do with it is, is you could be a 10 person agency and in your town, you could have a hundred person agency. And if you're willing to adapt, digital Darwinism says you will win in the end. If this hundred person agency is not willing to, it's hard for a hundred person agency to adapt because it takes a long time to turn the Titanic, right? Hence it went into a iceberg. So this is where I, I, I think that we're at when it talks about digital Darwinism and learning, as you're saying, and adapting. We don't have to change things. We don't have to transform our industry, our business. We have to listen to the, in, in, the consumer's behavioral data that we need to track, listen to what we're doing and say, how do we adapt to make that, be to make that better? And I don't know what's going on out there in Ash Fitz in Ohio land with neon being built out there and then you coming in and doing this thing. Like, does Ohio understand data more than anybody because you're a swing state? What's what's the deal on that? I don't you have any idea. I don't know. I mean, I just know that the people here that I work with are just thinking on such a different a different scale. And it's amazing. Like, yeah. really, they've helped me grow so much just from being here and opened my eyes to like, man, this stuff is possible and we're doing it like it. I'm mm -hmm. just I'm so glad that I made the decision to come here and that, you know, they had reached out to me because what they're doing is what all agencies need. I mean, this is something I wanted in my agency. I didn't know it existed. And we just happened to be the mm -hmm. association that saw that need and had the means that went out mm -hmm. there and did it. And, you know, fortunately, we're in many other states. We've got all these other associations backing us for it. And, and they see the value in it, too. Right. And it's just it's truly incredible. I mean, what, what mm -hmm. we're doing with this data. And we just we're what, here. We're a champion for the independent agent. Eighty percent of our constituency Here's what I want to note to everybody listening, your 18,000 downloads. We live in a little bit of a bubble. People that go to conferences tend to be the agents that are actively pursuing, you know, the next cool technology. 
-hmm. That's not a bad thing. I'm not discrediting it. I'm saying that's a great thing. But then there's the agencies that are the 80% of our constituency that think, man, I can't do that. That's too far beyond me. Um, I don't have the capacity. I don't have the resources. I don't have the staffing available. Yes, you do. You don't have to go out and get an automatic chat bot on your website. You don't have to go out and get a drone to do photos of somebody's roof for your own personal inspections. You just have to start. You just have to start with something. Make sure your website is up to date. Start basic. Make sure you're communicating with the way that your clients want you to communicate. I hate to say this, get the proper email address. Don't use Yahoo or Gmail or don't share one email among everyone. So please don't get discouraged by listening to these podcasts and hearing all of these innovative things that people are doing because yes, they're awesome, but you can get there someday. You just need Mm -hmm. to crawl before you walk before you run. So I just think Mm -hmm. it's so important that people don't get discouraged and don't Mm -hmm. get into that paralysis of I can't even start because I don't know where to start and I don't even think I can keep up because you can. I'm telling you, 80% of our constituency are the five-person mom-and-pop shops that are doing well because they built those relationships in that community and they can use that and leverage that. That's what they have over the 100-person shop. With with size comes, um, I guess, less customer experience, I think, sometimes because they don't have those relationships that they're building. Mm -hmm. That person at the 100-person agency isn't going to say, hey, Johnny, how'd your kid do in his baseball game last week? I saw in the newspaper that they won. Where that mom-and-pop shop in a town is going to see that. And those relationships will take you much further in the long run if you can marry that with a little bit of technology and moving forward in that way. So good, Ash so good can you tell i love insurance i i can and you got lucky because you i mean and this is fantasy talk i mean beyonce's with jay-z he wrote the blueprint it's one of the greatest albums ever you know you're laying your own blueprint no i'm sorry i just i I like my jay-z now you oh that that's right you do have your jay-z i forgot about that he's in insurance so this works out yeah yeah how is that it's good. It's good. He's in a totally different area of insurance than I've ever dealt with. So it's like, really? yeah, so he's, he talks, we have conversations and I'm looking at him like, I, I don't know any of what, of what you're saying. Just it's making you more rounded though. It is. It? Yeah. I'm learning about benefits. Yeah. So, so, so Ash and I, um, we have a little relationship together. It's, it's very shallow, but it's about the, she has an Audi and I have an Audi. She recently got an Audi. And when I saw she got the Audi, I was like, girlfriend, that is what my wife has. And my wife absolutely loves her Audi. How about you? Oh, I'm I'm obsessed. When I bought the A3, <laughs> I bought the A3 in 2016 and said, I, this is bad for me now because I'm an Audi person for life because it was just incredible. And it was time. Mm-hmm. I hit 100,000 miles uh, a couple months ago and my warranty was gone. And I thought, you know what? I, I'm just going to bite the bullet and get a new one. And I searched. I must be an adult now because I'm really like focused on finances. <laughs> Like, not that I wasn't in the past, but like I wanted an Audi because it had four rings and it's an Audi and everybody knows it. It's a great car. So this time I'm like, I am not paying that amount of money for a car. This is ridiculous. Mm -hmm. And I searched every possible SUV out there. And no matter what, I kept coming back to the Q5. I mean, not just because it's an Audi, but because of all of the qualifications it had. It met everything Mm -hmm. I wanted, the safety features. I had zero issues with my 2016 A3. I'm like, why would I go switch brands now when I know that this is a brand that I want to have? Yeah. 
I'm with you so much. My wife and I we were out. We're looking at it. My wife and I keep our cars for about ten to fifteen years. So we just traded in our cars last year. We both had 07s and 08s. We we keep them for a long time. That's just what we do. And we went to go get this car, and we're looking at these Infinities. And Andrea says, "Hey, let's go over here to this Audi dealership." And we're just laughing, and we're waiting for the Infinity guy to come back. We're never going to get an Audi. And, and the guy goes, hey, just drive it. And we drove a Q5. And the guy goes, hey, just drive it. You know, and we're like, okay, you know, whatever. We're not going to spend money on this. My wife pulls out of the damn parking lot onto the road and she just starts laughing. I'm not kidding. We drove probably two blocks and she is pulled over. And I mean, she's almost hysterically laughing. And I'm like, what is wrong with you? And I mean, she's making me laugh, right? Cause she's laughing. And she was like, Jason, I have never in my life ever driven a vehicle like this. Like this is the most unbelievable driving vehicle. And it really truly is like even their insulation, like you can't hear when someone's talking outside that vehicle, you know, it's just so beautiful. So my wife was taking my son to school this morning and someone hit us and smashed oh, it. Oh no. Oh man. Yeah. That's what I was telling you. I mean, I literally got here right on time. My wife called me and I just got in the shower and she's like, Jason, you've got to come. And she has the dog, you know, in the back seat. She's taking my son to school. I get there. Yes, yeah, sure. Sure enough. Somebody had pulled out in front of another guy. Guy came coming across the intersection, hits that guy, deflects off to the right. My wife's sitting in the turning lane and wham, hits my wife right in the front. And I insure Audis in this area. We have a lot. And I insure Land Rovers. They take forever to get out of the body shop. I've had so many times where I've had clients just go, listen, man, it's been there so long. I'm just, I just went and bought another one and that thing can get fixed whenever. They really do take a oh, long boy. time to get fixed. So just keep that in mind. As soon as she caught, I'm like, oh my gosh, it's going to take this forever. But anyways, um, everybody was as safe as and everything. Okay. Um, Everybody was safe, but it was just like, my wife is just heartbroken. She really, truly is. But I told her, I said, honey, we have Erie. They're the best in the business. Don't worry exactly. about it. So anyways. Don't so worry anyways. about your, uh, rental, plus, your rental coverage with Erie because they're not going to limit you to nope. the 30 days as long as it's reasonable. Come you're on. Golden. Come on. New Come car on. replacement. Come on. That's right. They got it all. They got it all. They got Clearly, stuff I'm an Erie fan too. Industry has. Yeah, they have stuff in the industry. I, I can't sell another policy without giving this to the client, explaining to them what they have exactly. because it's so drastically different. It's so drastically different. Anyways, we're a bunch of geeks. I don't want to take much more time here. Uh, Ash Fitz, greatly appreciate you. Um, the industry is lucky to have you. We really truly are. Um, some of the things that you're thinking about, I want to give kudos also to the Ohio uh, Independent Insurance Agents. Uh, a lot of times people don't realize that there was a PIA, then there was a big I, okay, in a, um, almost every state. Back in the 90s, those associations merged. Some states stayed PIA, some states became big I, and some of those who are swing states like Ohio said, we'll kind of become both, you know, and they kind of, um, I'm not saying they became both, but they accepted both in to where, am I correct, you guys are more PIA or are you guys more big So I? actually now we're fully back to big I. We, oh, we re-separated um, January of 2019. So we are just OIA. I did not know that. That's good for yeah. me to know. So you guys, so there is another PIA association inside yes. Ohio. Yep. So there's a PIA and an OIA. 
So the in Texas, the PIA merged with the big I, but I know that the PIA now has broke back out onto their own, but I don't know if it's been official. Oh, okay. I don't know if it's official, but I mean, I spoke at many PIA events in 2016, 2017, 2018. And spoke, it was funny. One time I spoke at the PIA and then the next morning I walked across the street and spoke at the big I and was, it was really, really interesting how that goes. Anyway, so Ash Fitz, um, anything last you want to kind of wrap up with the, the listeners, anything you want to say, any kind of hope you want to throw out there? Yeah, I just, I would like to say, I hope that everyone continues to build and cultivate these relationships in the insurance industry. I mean, this has been a, I don't know how many times this has been said everywhere this year. This was a tumultuous year. This year caused us to change, caused us mm -hmm. to reevaluate what we're doing um, you know, it, it basically brought the inevitable to life faster than I think people anticipated when it comes to many things, you know, events and, mm -hmm. and the way we communicate and what's important to us. And I think it's so important that this isn't going to change anytime soon. I mean, Ohio just it's hit true. a brand new record of cases yesterday. I think we were almost at 5,000 cases in what, in 24 hours, this isn't going anywhere anytime soon. So if you still have those rose colored glasses on and you're saying, oh, you know, we're going to go back to the old way of doing things. I'm telling you right now, and I am no economist or whatever, but even I know it's not going to. So mm -hmm. I am encouraging everyone to start building those connections and really focusing on 2021, what you're going to do differently. I'm telling you to take the glasses off and I'm telling you to get your shit together because it's time to start really focusing on what you're going to do differently and how you're going to advance and thrive in 2021. And you can yep. do that by listening to these podcasts and by following everybody that Jason has on his podcasts. Yes, that's the truth. That's why I bring him on. That's right. Ash Fitz, greatly appreciate it. You know, um, you brought it up earlier when it came to changing lanes. Um, I was speaking with a very uh, loyal listeners and Fitch, I'll, I'll kind of wrap up with this before I do on changing lanes. Leaders are readers, readers are leaders, and I know that you're a reader, so you must be a leader. How are you, and what are you reading right now? Um, so for fiction... Meaning, how are you? Do you do it audible? Do you do a book? And oh, I'm a physical book reading? person. Sorry. Yeah, I, I, I book, like to be yeah. able to see the pages going as I'm reading them. Um, I like it. I, like I tried it Kindle, can't do it. It's not, not the same. Fiction-wise, just finished Miracle Creek this morning by Angie Kim. Very great book. It's about how far parents will go for their children to protect them. Super interesting. Really good. Um, Nonfiction-wise, I am currently reading The Four, and it's about the uh, secret DNA of Facebook, Google, Amazon, and Apple. Wow. Like yeah, that. It's, I'm only, a, I'm only like 20, 25 pages in, but so far I really like it. They're already changing my opinion on how I view these four companies. So I'm really interested to see what the rest of the book does. Right, right. Man, good stuff, good stuff. Uh, last question that is new to the podcast, first time asked today, what are you watching on TV, on Amazon Prime, Netflix? What's something you want people to know that you were watching? We are currently hooked. It's Apple TV and it's um, okay. Servant. Servant. Yeah. Okay, If anybody hooked. has a nanny, don't watch it. Just throwing that out there. Gotcha. Gotcha. I can kind of see where that's yeah. coming. Yes, 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 yes. Um, the Queen's Gambit. I keep I keep going past it and I stop every time. I'm Dude, like, do I do it? I don't um, know. Ashfitz. Ashfitz. That good? It's phenomenal. Okay. 
I mean, I didn't think the same thing either, but it's it's about chess. You're thinking what? But it's out about a woman who plays chess. You will be fascinated. It really did. It, it absolutely consumed me. It was one of those movies where I didn't binge it, but I got home and I'm like, man, when eight o'clock tonight comes, I'm ready to get in bed and, and, and watch a couple of episodes. I really, really, truly was really, really, really good. So there you go, loyal listeners for those books and those shows out there. I'm trying to bring those shows in because you are right. Things are not going to change much. Here's where I think uh, like webinars and stuff like that. I still think that those are going to be big right now. We're kind of getting burnt out on them because we haven't been face to face. But I think when we go face to face and we kind of get that fix, I think coming back going to virtual events, I think it'd be big. I see companies like, in my opinion, um, North Carolina, I just say them because I'm thinking about, they have like an expo event, they have their conference event. In my opinion, I think you'll be able to see these things shrink to one, maybe one or two events with more virtual events that could surround them, which that never would have been successful a year ago. Now people are just used to it. My team, my team is on video all the time, but they're really on video all the time, you know? So that, that kind of stuff is going to stay. One of the things that I want to leave you with, loyal listeners, is something that Ashfit Ash Ash says. And she talked about changing lanes. And there was another brilliant woman that I was speaking to, uh, I believe, on Tuesday, Tuesday at 3 o'clock as I look at my calendar with Matt Aaron and Kiki Johnson of um, Insurance Agent Mobile App. And I was talking to them about some other things, but something that she said, that Kiki said, that really, really blew my mind. She says, in this industry, we like to build eight, we like to build single, we like to build eight single lane roads. And what we need to do is build an eight lane highway because we can change lanes. And we were talking about this and it had to do with a couple of things, but data specifically in that we all build our road here and we all build our road over here. And what we need is we need data to be able to flow in that highway to where it can change lanes and be useful to whoever needs that. And you hit back on that to changing lanes. You talked about it as to yourself and, and the way that you're trying to be open and look at different things and, and how you're looking at other people and how they should be successful. And that really, really goes back to it that we've got to get away from these dirt roads. We've got to get away from the country roads. Sometimes they lead through the mountains and it's nice and creative. But at the end of the day, we can't do some stuff alone. We have to do it hashtag better together like the boys over at IAOA do. So keep in mind that are you are you traveling on your own road or are you on the eight lane highway and so that you can switch lanes easily? That is going to help you adapt. And that is what digital Darwinism is all about. Ash Fitz, thanks for your time. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. I do what I do because I do it for you. Tell me your thoughts. Tell me your ideas. And I'm going to tell the world what you have to say. This has been Cass. She's Fitz. We're out. Hey, agents, listen to this. Listen to this. What are we terrible at? Think of it. Think of it. Really? We're, we're terrible at training, right? We're not very good at hiring. We're not very good, terrible at firing, actually. Uh, terrible at creating process and some workflows. Terrible at technology and implementing that technology and even knowing what type of technology we want. And the list goes on and on. Now listen, I'm an agency owner and I, you know how it is to, to fix a problem. The first thing you gotta do is you gotta admit you have a problem. Here's what you do. Go to virtualintel.com. Check out what we do because we do all those bad things that you can't do. Really? 
And you may do one or two of them well. Good for you if you can do them all. Just want you to know you're in the minority. But if you can't do any of them good, or you don't even want to do them anymore because it just takes too much mental power, then good for you for realizing that and give us a call. I'm telling you, at Virtual Intelligence, that's what we do. And where we specialize in high-quality VEs, not virtual assistants. Look it up. Go to ChatGPT. Put in what's the difference between a virtual assistant and a virtual employee. Enough said. I don't have enough time to go on and on about all the differences on this 60-second commercial. But you've got time to search it and look at it. That's what we do. We deliver high quality VEs. We mix the technology with it. We train them on the technology, give them and the technology to you, and you're off to the races. I'm not joking with you. You can call my agency at any time, ask for Lordland, and we do ask her, say, how fast are you able to do quotes? I've actually got a couple videos of it. That's right. We can do five to 10 carriers in one quote in three to seven minutes. So you give me an auto quote, I can do five to 10 carriers in three to seven minutes. How are we doing it? We're doing it through the technology of virtual intelligence. Give us a call, check us out. You can ask for me personally, I'll do the demo for you. Who are they? Cast certified.